Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. I'm ready if you're ready. I'm ready. Well, Bobby, the day has come. We finally, we know exactly what's going to be happening at the Milwaukee Public Museum. I will correct you. We don't know exactly because these are very broad stroke. That's true. Broad reveals. strokes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we've, we've got a very good idea about what all of the exhibitions are going to look like now at the Future Museum as the museum just unveiled its last and final uh, look. And this one includes um, the Butterfly Vivarium, which is a huge attraction for visitors and the future of the Rainforest exhibit. Yes. And the rooftop, which is a rooftop garden, which is sort of key because I think they're all together on the same level, right? So that's this is going to be a really spectacular level in that it's at the top of the museum. It's going to have great views over like the Deer District. You'll see the Milwaukee skyline. That's going to be pretty great. And the renderings of the garden look like they're going to be really nice. At the moment, the current museum has a green roof, but it's not really open to the public. Like we can't really enjoy it, you know. So this will be nice because it'll have like an amenity that that the current museum doesn't have. So again, in this edition, we heard directly from museum officials. Uh, We'll hear from uh, Think Design officials as well as Ellen Sensky from the museum to kind of walk us through this process. We were there for the press conference and heard directly from them. And again, this completes the uh, reveals for the spring. So if you go back and look at all the episodes we put together, you can really see what's in store for the future museum. Yeah, and I think what all of the reveals, but even this one maybe especially, have shown is that the people who are worried that it wasn't going to look anything like the current museum, I think we're a little, um, you should be a little soothed by yes, this. Because yes. like it's every one of the reveals has specifically pointed out a few things for sure that are coming along. And I think... I think there's probably going to be more, and we just don't know yet because they haven't. I mean, again, we as we said, these are sort of broad stroke drawings, broad stroke discussions of what's going to be there because they're still working out a lot of this stuff, right? They're not, you know, they don't have every object <laughs> on a checklist. This is going, this is not going, this is going, this is not going. Yeah, um, to remind people of the timeline, we're talking about opening in 2026. Late, yeah, late yeah. 2026. So, so there's still a lot of time to go. There's more than three years to go. And in some ways, I would almost be concerned if they had it all completely figured out at this stage before the building's even built, before, you know, people are starting to preview things, before, you know, I just feel like as it would probably be impossible to make all the calls right now as this is developing. It's such a huge project. Right. Plus, you don't want the museum to open and already be like sort of three years old in terms of thinking, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it'd be nice if, if they were able to kind of adapt over these next couple of years to have it be fresh and new and, you know, as up to date as possible when it does open. Well, coming up in the second portion, we're going to hear directly from museum officials and take you to that press conference. And that's coming up next on Urban Spelunking. I'm 88.9 Story Zori. And I'm Milwaukee Films Christopher Pollard. And we are the hosts of Cinnabuds. Yeah, we are. And on Cinebuds, we talk about movies. Flicks. Moving pictures, they are referred to as also. Talkies. Talkies is good, (laughs) yeah. And you can listen to us every week. On Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Or you can listen to the entire podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast. Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, Eye Care and Eyewear. The rainforest exhibit in the current museum was one of the first permanent exhibits of its kind in the U.S. 
back in 1988 and was inspired by our own researchers' fieldwork in the Costa Rican jungle. Today, it continues to be updated as museum experts make new scientific discoveries. The public may not realize that many of the museum's curatorial and research staffs are experts, and even in some cases considered the world authority on several different species native to the rainforest, including species of moss, frogs, lizards, bats, snakes, and bamboo. Their expertise will not only be incorporated into this new rainforest gallery, but their hard work helps enhance scientific knowledge around the world and inform global conservation efforts. I'd like to thank We Energies Foundation for their generous $2.5 million sponsorship of the We Energies Foundation Gallery, Rainforest. Similarly, the Butterfly Vivarium began as a temporary exhibit called Butterflies Alive in 1997, one of the first live butterfly exhibits in the country. It proved to be wildly popular, prompting MPM to design a permanent butterfly garden thanks to Jack Pulicker and the Pulicker Foundation, which donated $3 million to fund the project. Today, the Pulicker Butterfly Wing remains the only year-round tropical butterfly garden in Wisconsin. And we are grateful to the Pulicker Foundation for honoring Jack's legacy by adding significantly to their original gift to make the Pulicker Butterfly Varium possible in the future museum. And lastly, we're excited to share a few new details with you about our rooftop terrace. You may remember we shared a brief glimpse of it when we revealed our building design last summer. Unlike the green roof in our current building, which is used to help keep stormwater out of the sewer system and to insulate the building, rather than to be a place that's accessible to the public, the new rooftop terrace on the future museum will be open to visitors year-round, weather permitting. It's not only to be a relaxing place to enjoy the fresh air, but it will also function as an outdoor classroom and special events space, all with the city skyline as a backdrop. And I want to thank the Cyrus Foundation for their generous gift of $2.5 to sponsor the Cyrus Rooftop Terrace. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Helen, Helen Diviak and Arande Wright for our exhibit partner, design partner, Think Design, to walk us through some of the specific exhibit features in the Rainforest Gallery and the Butterfly Vivarium. Helen? Thanks, Ellen. So again, my name is Helen Divyak. I'm the Senior Curator of Experience and Interpretation with Think Design. And we are so excited to be able to share two more visitor experiences with you um, this morning. The first is the Rainforest Gallery, the We Energies Foundation Gallery, which again will take us on another journey into the neotropical rainforests of Central and South America. Now for a little context here, um, the average visitor may come up to the fifth floor and go to the rooftop and then come inside. They may also go to the Wisconsin Journey Galleries. Um, we presented those a couple weeks ago and you might remember that the, that permanent gallery is all about a journey around Wisconsin. Um, for people who may go to that Wisconsin Journey Gallery, they're going to come out, they're going to follow a beautiful display of migratory birds that take a journey south 
down into the rainforests every year. As the temperate climate of Wisconsin begins to cool, they seek refuge down in the neo-tropical um, rainforests. So if you could imagine taking that journey with these, these beautiful birds and insects mounted up high, and then you find yourself in this immersive, lush gallery landscape. Of course, what you can't see here is the soundscape. Um, so imagine that you're hearing birds, you're hearing the rain, you're hearing the buzz of insects. This is a fully multi-sensory experience to take you into the rainforests. And um, we are excited to be able to carry much of the existing, the current rainforest gallery with us. So those of you who have sharp eyes might notice the beloved algae covered sloth there, um, as well as the strangler tree at the center of the space, um, which is just a, you know, a ecosystem in and of itself of insects and mammals and reptiles and amphibians, and of course, much plant life as well. There's a lot going on in this gallery. Um, one of the main things that we wanted to, to get across was, of course, coming back to that intersection of nature and culture. So this gallery isn't just an exploration in the natural wonders of the rainforests, but also in the cultural wonders of the rainforests. Things like medicine. So what are, what are these plants and animals providing to us in terms of medicine, of tools and weapons? How do we get our inspiration? And of course, of the adornment. Um, from feathered hats that were so popular in the early 19th century, 20th century, um, to um, Amazonian featherwork that goes all the way back to the ancient Incas. We're taking a look about how uh, a nature in the tropics inspires us. And I'm going to hand it over to Arande just to talk a little bit more about some of the details that you'll be able to experience in this gallery. Uh, thank you, Helen. Uh, my name is Arande Wright. Super excited to uh, be here talking about this uh, gallery. The first time walking into the space uh, in the Kurt Museum, I just love that sense of immersion. And we, we're really leaning into the techniques that were used for that exhibit, as well as some new ex um, techniques to really bring that sense of immersion into the space uh, and bring that love and, and, and those details that people will pick up and see uh, fresh and anew uh, with each new visit. Uh, one of the things we're excited to uh, hide in this uh, environment is a, a little uh, kid crawl uh, that allows kids to go underneath some rock work and see some living specimens that are embedded within that rock work. We want to create these moments that are special just for kids and keep them excited and exploring their environment and piquing their curiosity. Uh, be uh, because the rainforest is such a lush living space, we found that it was a really great opportunity to actually have some other living specimens dispersed throughout as well. So that way people can see things that are not just models, but things that are alive. Um, and it's a great way to get people excited to see the uh, butterfly vivarium, which is nearby the, before you go into this big room filled with a bunch of alive things. Um, uh, so throughout this space, as Helen mentioned, we're, we're hearing different sounds. We're still gonna have moments where visitors can find uh, secret Easter eggs that maybe activates the sound, but also, uh, 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 we want to in, include audio here where we can hear voices of the forest, where we're hearing people who uh, use the forest uh, in different ways and are shaped by the forest in different ways uh, and hearing their perspectives and really leaning on that sense of, uh, of uh, you know, a variety of perspectives and different ways of knowing an environment. And um, there will definitely be a howler monkey uh, off in the distance. So uh, be careful of uh, trying to set them off. I'm trying to think uh, if there's anything else. I think that's sort of 
that's probably enough to tease uh, the appetite and leave a little bit of surprises when um, you can actually walk through the exhibit. And let's take a journey over to uh, the butterfly vivarium. So in the Jack uh, Pulicker uh, butterfly vivarium, of course, the main star of the show are butterflies. Um, you know, that's that's why people are here. They love the the the, the heat and warmth of being in this environment during a cold um, during the cold seasons. But one of the great things of putting these two exhibits together is we really wanted to lean into this envir environment being a tropical environment. Uh, so it should feel like a natural segue going from the rainforest into the vivarium, where you're seeing all these different lush plants that uh, support um, um, uh, the, the, the specimens and the butterflies that live in this environment. One of the great things about this new building is we were able to take the space and put it at the very top. And that does a couple of things that really help um, the visitor experience and, and the butterfly experience for that matter. Because we have more access to natural light, uh, we were able to grow lusher plants and have, uh, have it be a more robust environment. And if the plants are living and thriving, then the butterflies have uh, a natural uh, food source that they can uh, go to a flower and, and enjoy. Um, uh, you know, uh, getting the pollen from that uh, flower. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, you know, creating something at the very top that we know people that will, will want to come to and be able to see this interesting environment, but then see it within the context and the surrounding environment of, of, um, of Milwaukee and being able to see that, you know, they're, yes, they're embedded in this natural moment, but there's also this nature around them that leads, uh, that visually leads back to um, the, uh, the rooftop. So one of the key experiences we have in the butterfly vivarium is being able to see uh, into the pupa room and see the different stages of life that uh, the butterflies go through. And we're looking at, you know, providing other um, opportunities where we can view into these spaces and see, you know, get a little bit of a sneak peek into the back of house and get a sense of how things run and operate. Because we want to make sure that this is, a, an, you know, that this is a really rich environment, not just with plants and uh, butterfly specimen. Uh, we have a fountain that creates the sense of trickling water in the distance, really calm and relaxing. You'd have seating that you can sort of just take a break and really soak it all in. And it creates a, a natural uh, uh, water source um, inside the uh, vivarium. And yeah, we're. Uh, this is one of the spaces that, you know, from the very get-go, we've been super excited to share and very happy that we can share it to you now. And, um, and uh, Helen, anything uh, to add? I'll just add a reminder that the, the butterfly vivarium is not the only place where we'll have some live specimen yes. in the rainforest. And of course, in Wisconsin Journey, we're also going to have some live specimen, um, think tarantulas, poison dart frogs, and other uh, sort of secreted, little creatures and critters that you'll have to discover when you come visit. So thank you very much. And Ellen, we'll turn it back to you. All right. Thank you so much, Helen and Arande. And of course, thank I want to thank the entire Think team for your expertise and your enthusiasm on this project. So this concludes our tour of the Future Museum. And we look forward to continuing to work together with Think on the next phases of exhibit design as we drill down into those specific details for each of the spaces in the future museum. And I wanna thank the public for going on this journey with us back in time across Wisconsin, 
behind the walls of the of Milwaukee and across the globe and then to the tropics. So when this journey began in early March, um, it felt like a lifetime away. But looking back, time has really flown by. And I think that's how it will feel as we wait for the opening of the new museum. For now, I hope each gallery has piqued your interest about what to expect in our new home without giving too much away and left you with a deeper understanding of the direction we're headed in and how we will honor the museum's legacy for generations to come. All right, Bobby, well, we heard in the press conference uh, those surprise elements are going to remain. There's going to be that button you can press in the mm -hmm. rainforest. So um, that's staying. And uh, Howler yep. Monkey will be there. The Howler Hollowed Monkey. Out Tree will be there. So, so some familiar elements, yeah, for but sure. What, what I think is exciting, too, though, is there's going to be new stuff to, like, the live collections. Like, at the moment, you go in there, and it's all um, stuff that's either taxidermied or recreated. It, you know, now it's going to actually have some living rainforest collections in there which i think is pretty exciting yeah and i'm looking forward to the rooftop terrace especially um you know that's an element that really isn't present in the current museum and to be able to uh, get that kind of skyline view of milwaukee from the museum that'll be a really uh interesting element to be able to step outside and see nature and see that area kind of adapt with the seasons uh, also kind of goes with the plan yeah and then when you're in the butterfly vivarium you're on that level too so you'll be able to see the butterflies sort of like Almost as if they're <laughs> dancing around downtown, right? There are some uh, things like when I was a kid, I just was like a lot more fearless about things. And like things didn't bother me when I was a kid. Like I used to go to like the high diving board at the pool and jump off uh, and not be scared. I used to go to the butterfly vivarium and like not be grossed out at all by the butterflies. But now as an adult. Um, are you on the edge there? I'm just a little that? like. Is it going to land right on me or is it? <laughs> That's funny because my kids, my kids were always a little nervous about them landing on them. You know, and you're like, fine. Yeah, I'm all right with it. It's yeah. A, it's a little funky. Like if you can feel them, especially like if they land on your hand, like if they land on your clothes, you don't really feel them. But if they land on your hand, you can feel their little little legs. Yeah. But once they're funky. there, it's like, oh, that's, that's right. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really, you're not high diving anymore. Let's get, to the meat of, let's get to the meat of this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, I think it was called the Schrader Center at YMCA yeah, out yeah. on the north side. They, they have uh, named for Walter Schrader, you know, who the hotel developer who built the Astor Hotel. <laughs> no, right? I didn't know built this, of the, course. Now the Hilton downtown. Of and, course you would know the and architect. Supposedly, and supposedly haunts all of these places. No, he wasn't the architect. He was the... He's um, the designer? No, he was the guy who owned the hotels. He oh, was the hotelier. Okay. Hotelier. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, they used to have... Uh, I, maybe they still do, but like the really, really big diving... Uh, you know, you could... I don't know. It must have been like 20 feet up in the air. And I would just dive right off that as a wow. kid. No problem. I wouldn't do that as a child or an adult. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Anyway, so um, I guess I guess we'll be at the butterfly exhibit. Yes. And um, I think when it opens, if we're still doing this, we have to go back. There yeah. And we have to get audio of us having butterflies land on us. <laughs> I got to face my fear. Yes. And we got to do the the hop, the hop edition, too. We've uh, we've committed to doing that. Oh, yeah. Ride around the hop and do a spelunking. Let's do that. All right. Well, this has been such an exciting spring learning about the Future Museum. It's been really fun to cover this story, too, in, in waves as each of these announcements have come out. And, and I think there's going to be more. I mean, there's going to be more announcements. These are like the initial five main gallery sort of broad stroke announcements. And I mean, they've said there's going to be more of these reveals as time goes on. So I don't think we're done with this. OK, well, stay tuned. We're going to cover those announcements as they come out, if and when, here on Urban Spelunking. And if you missed any of those, uh, the previous four announcements, 
Go to RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast and check out our archive. Uh, we, we covered each one of them in great detail. RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast or, of course, on Milwaukee.com. We've got a link to Bobby's complete story right in the description box of this player. Podcasts here on Radio Milwaukee are edited by Kiri Salinas. Woo-hoo. And yeah, right. Uh, doing a great job on the podcast, Kiri, um, and also editing all of our podcasts, including Be Seen Season 2, which is out right now. I heard, I heard it's coming out every Tuesday until June 27th. Wow, you heard about that, Is huh? that right? That's, that's... And then two bonus episodes yes, in July? You, you read the release. That's incredible, it. yeah. And I wrote about it. So we, oh, you did? I did. I didn't even see that. See, this is the kind of love I get around. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was, you know, I was, I was posting this morning. I didn't I'm see it I'm just kidding, but... I'm kidding. Well, thank you for that. And uh, make sure you subscribe to Radio Milwaukee's podcasts, new episodes of Urban Spelunking, every Thursday from On Milwaukee and Radio Milwaukee.